You're listening to the weekly podcast of Cayo, the youth ministry of the Father's House in Owensboro, Kentucky. Cayo is a healthy home for teens who are loved like family as sons and daughters that embrace their kingdom identity and purpose to change the world. At Cayo, your home. So welcome, my good friend, William. Where you at, William? Come here, buddy. William is amazing. This dude is He's just the coolest guy I know. Sorry to everybody else. But William volunteered willingly. He came up to me and he's like, dude, I got a prayer. I was like, speak. Come on, brother. All right. So he's going to pray us into this message. Okay. So give it up for William. William's going to pray in Spanish. All right. And guess what? My God is a God of many nations and languages. All right. So give it up for William. After he, after he says amen, I want you guys to go wild. Okay. I want you to go wild for William. All right, because this is courageous right here, okay? All right, William, the spotlight's not on you, okay? Gracias, Jesus, for esta gente que tratamos de seguir tus pasos, por esta gente que te sigue, que trata de enseñar a más personas sobre ti te doy gracias por Nathan es un buen amigo al igual que Ben y los ayudantes te doy gracias por esta gente que te sigue Amen Amen. Give it up for William. My boy. My boy amazing. All right. Let me give up. Let me brag on William. William's story. Write this down. William's story will change nations. All right. He's going to be leading people. I, I'm telling you now. Write it down, William. You're a man. You're just, you're just amazing, dude. You're just the man of the hour right now. All right. I am going to be giving a good, short, simple message to my friends. All right. And I'm going to label this message purpose. What is my purpose? What is your purpose? What is your calling? How many of you know your purpose? Why did God put you on the earth? Why did he put me here? All right? What, what is my purpose? Does anybody know? We don't know. We don't know what our purpose is. Luckily for you, I've struggled long enough, went through the valley, did all the trials and suffering to figure this out. All right? At camp, how many of you went to camp? Raise your hand. This thing, this, this, yeah, give it up, that's awesome. This thing that was constantly um, said on the microphone is your calling, right? What is your calling? What is the Lord calling you to? And I would love to tell you my calling because I really still don't know. But that's okay because I have my purpose. I know what he's already called me to. And he has called you to the same thing. You have a purpose as well. Say, I have a purpose. You have a purpose on this earth, and it's simple, but yet we confuse it, and we put language that we don't understand. We say ministry. What is that? What is preaching? Like, we, we complicate it, right? But in reality, what the Lord is calling you, your purpose is simple, all right? I'm going to be speaking from 1 John, all right? Nobody knows the true author of John, but we're going to assume it's John because he writes the book of John, and it's the same language, but they don't know for sure, but we're going to go to the book of John. And John is writing to the house churches, and he's saying, hey, house churches, you are not doing this well. I'm going to help you and disciple you to do this better, all right? And it's their purpose. 
what the Lord is calling you to, what the Lord has put on your heart to do, there, that is great and awesome, but he's wanting to fulfill these promises as well. And that calling that he's placed on your life fulfills what he's already called you to. Does that make sense? Amen? See, love it. All right. So we're going to answer that question. All right, because I still don't know, but the Father in heaven, this is my favorite part, the Father in heaven has a narrative over your life. So what is your purpose? There's three things, short and sweet. First purpose over your life is this, is to be loved by God. Your purpose, what you were destined for on the earth, was to be loved by God. We have this emptiness in our hearts that we are searching for somebody to love us. We are searching for the perfect girlfriend, the the perfect boyfriend to fulfill this desire in our hearts for us to be loved. They say in science experiments, I think somebody farted, but I think that was the chair. That was funny. I have to call that out. They say in science experiments, during World War II, German soldiers would leave babies in their little carriage kind of thing, leave them alone, and would not show any love to them. And yet they they would end up dying because there was no love given to them. We are human beings who want to be loved, right? So this is your purpose, is to be loved by God. 1 John 3, 1, it says this, See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. He is lavishing love upon you right now. He, is, he, he loves you to the most extreme depths that you can never comprehend, and he pours that love on you, and he wants you to receive that love. What's the practical way you can receive the love of the Father? I got an answer for you. I know you guys didn't know. I have an answer. Is receive him as Lord and Savior over your life. That is how you can receive the love of the Father. That is how you receive the love of the Father, saying, Jesus, I'm sold out for you, nothing else. Just like that song we sang, nothing else, Lord, just you. I'm all in on you. I'll gamble it all on you. That's what he's saying. Your first purpose. Say, my first purpose. It wasn't loud enough. My first purpose is to be loved by God. It is the greatest purpose in life. It's simple. And it's a reality you never want to escape. All right? Nobody can fulfill and satisfy the emptiness you feel other than the love of the Father, okay? Accepting Jesus as your Savior is the greatest way to feel the love of the Father. If you have not done that, you can come see me. We'll solve that. But I think, I want to make sure I hit this point home. We search for love in other areas than that, and you still feel empty inside, Some of you are trying to escape that reality that, does he really love me? We we run from that idea, does he really love me? Will will his love let me down like it has countless of other times from other people? But let me tell you right now, his love won't let you down. Going all all in on him is the best choice you can make. All right, amen? All right, say this. Number two, pick two, my Lord. All right, Shrek reference. Pick number two, my Lord. Your second purpose in life is to love God back. As he pours his love upon you, your response is to pour that love back on him. It takes love to love. It takes someone to love you to love them back, right? He pours his love out on you. I think of this as a cup. As he splashes it on me, I splash it back on him. That is your purpose in life. You may be like, I'm called to the mission field. I'm called to preach. Awesome. Awesome but you're called to be loved by him and to love him back. 
Does that make sense? Awesome. Let me read my notes. As the Father lavishes love on you, you pour that love right back onto him. You were created, say, I was created to glorify the Father. You were created, oh wait, I messed it up. Say, I was created to minister before him. I was created to worship him. All right, don't repeat me. All right, let's just cut that. Yes, you were created to glorify the Father in heaven. You're actually designed to reflect that beauty back out to other people. As he pours his loves on you, you reflect that beauty to other people. Jesus says, how, do you, how can they tell that they are my disciples? By the way they love, right? This is your purpose is to love God and to be loved by God, right? It's simple. Don't get it complicated. Don't think my calling is the missions field and miss the true reality of being loved by the Father. Don't miss the opportunity of serving in kids' church and not loving the kids well. You think I'm called to the kids' church. No, you're called to love him. You're called to worship before him. You're called to come and minister in his courts to him. Because guess what? He is jealous for you. He loves you so much. He goes to extreme depths for you of literally dying on the cross, making a way for you to come and being reconciled back to him. Your purpose in life, it will always be these three things. First one, to be loved by him. To love him. You're going to love the third one, all right? Actually, let's read this scripture real quick. Kobe, take us to 1 John 5.3. We're going to go all over the place. 1 John 5.3. I'm going to pull it up in my Bible. I'm cooler than that. 1 John 5.3 says this. If I can find it. In fact, this is love for God to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. The best way you can love the Father is to obey what he has commanded you to do. All right, I'm going to tell you what he has commanded you to do. And it's good. It's not burdensome. It's easy. His yoke is easy. All right? Go to 1 John. Write this down. 4.19. 1 John 4.19. 19. You got it, buddy? Nope. All right, I'll go back to my Bible. That's cool. It says this, we love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. It takes love to know love, right? As he poured out his love first on you, you get to reflect that love and splash that love back onto him. All right? Let's go to this one as well. 1 John 3.23. All over the place. If you're writing this down, amazing. 1 John 3.23. And it says, and this is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. So first point is to be loved by God. To lo- and then the second point is to love him back. The best way you can also love him back is to obey what he says. Obedient is key. Being obedient to the Father shows him that you love him. Does that make sense? Nod your heads. Yeah, that makes sense. Obedience is a, is a love thing in the key, kingdom of heaven. If you obey him and obey his commands, it shows that you love him, and that you're willing to serve him. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. So let's go to Matthew 22, 36, 40. Matthew 22, 36, 40. This is what the Father has commanded you. He says, if 
you love him, obey my commands. What are his commands? And this is Jesus' words. Matthew 22, 36. It says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, simple. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. All right? What, that is our first purpose, right? Our second purpose is to love him back. First purpose is to be loved. There he goes. He commanded us to love him back. He is jealous for you. You move the Father's heart. When you love him, you move his heart. No one else can love the Father, love the, Father the way you love him. He is jealous for that love. Continue. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All right, this is what he commands. He says, I love you. Love me back is your commandment. And to love others. Say number three. Number three. Back row. Help me out here, Riley. Number three. Number three. Thank you. This is, your com- this is the next commandment. This is your next purpose to fulfill on earth. This is why you're placed here. Is to love other people. That's tough, isn't it? Because look at your neighbor. They're sometimes hard to love. But guess what? He commands you to love one another. And that is your purpose in life, is to reflect the beauty of the Lord. Your calling is to reflect the way he loves you. Your third purpose in life is to love others. This is how we separate ourselves from the people of the world. It is to love one another. Not some people, because it's easy to love some people. It's easy to love mom and dad, sometimes brothers, sometimes my sister. Like, it, it's, it's, that's easy. Like, sometimes I can do that. But it says don't love everyone that you encounter. And love them well. As the Father has loved you, love them. That is your purpose in life. That is what you're called to. Right? We talk about this calling. This is what we're called to. Don't complicate it. Make it simple. Right? It's to love others and to love them well. To serve them. To see their needs exalted. To see what their wants and fulfill them. Right? The greatest way you can love people is to give them what they want sometimes. Like, hey, man, you want some narrow pierced shoes? Let me love you and bless you with that. Because the Father has blessed me. I want to bless you. All right? This is what you're called to. Your purpose in life is to reflect the love of the Father. We are all called to this. We're all commanded to this. No one can escape this. Right? You can't say, no, that's not me. No, you're commanded to do this. He literally just said it. You are commanded to do this. Loving people is tough. You're called to serve others, help others, and there's nothing better to do than to love others. It may be tough. It may be tough to love your annoying sister or your annoying brother, your annoying cousin, whoever it may be, your annoying mom. But guess what? In the end, you fulfill what the Lord has commanded over your life, and he's very well pleased with you. And there's nothing better to hear at the end to say, well done, faithful servant. There'd be no better feeling in the world when, he, when you come into his courts and look him in his eyes and he looks back with a huge smile on his face and he says, well done, my faithful servant. You loved others as I commanded you to do. It may be tough, but this is your purpose. This is what you're called to. You're destined for greatness. You were placed upon this earth in the greatest hour every, uh, no man has seen. We live in a day of suffering and of upside downs and of uncertainty, but the Lord is calling you out and rising and rising this generation up to fulfill his commandments. You are called, you were placed for this purpose, to love others. You guys love others very well, actually. Like, 
if you look at other people, you guys do it the most best way. Example, William. The way you guys loved William up here was amazing. I bet William felt loved, right? Right, William? Did you feel loved? A little bit? Just a little bit? I love that about us. Because we were willing to love others as well. In the midst of the struggles and the pain, we can still love each other and love them until they can't take it anymore, I guess, and they leave, all right? That is what we're commanded to. All right, let's look at some scriptures. First John 3.11 through 17 says this. Kobe, got me. It says, for this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. This is my favorite part. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Okay? Look at this. As you love others, it shows that you've been loved by God. And as you love others, it also fulfills you loving God. That is your purpose, to be loved, to love him back, and to love others. This is what you're called to. This is the greatness. Nothing else is better than to do these, these three things. Let's go to 1 John, shocker. 1 John 4, 7 through 12. You got me, Kobe? You got me? I'm all over the place. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. Uh oh. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but he loved us and has sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. As we love one another, do you know what that means? His love lives inside of us. And that means that you have the power of seven billion sons contained in this heart of yours. As you love one another, you are filled with this, this compassion of the Father inside of you. To do this is to live for him. All right? Last part, and I'll wrap it up. I told you, short and sweet. 1 John 14, 19 through 21. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them, and God lives in them, and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how we love is made. This is how love is made complete among us, uh-oh, so that we will have confidence in the day of judgment in this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out the fear because the fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Does this make sense? All right, 
I'm going to wrap it up with this. Your purpose, your calling placed on your life are found in these three things. You can fulfill what the Lord is calling you to by doing these three things and doing them well. If you're called to preach, if you're called to be a youth pastor, if you're called to, I don't know, serving and vacuuming the church and cleaning the church, you're called to do this, to love him, to be loved by him, and to love others. Whatever God is calling you to won't go outside of these things. And the best way to fulfill your calling are to do these things. Your calling placed on your life will fall into place. This is the perfect part. If you are called to something, if you just raised your hand a minute ago and said, yes, the Lord called me, it's not going to go outside of this. He's calling you to love him, to be loved by him, and to love others. But the way you will fulfill your purpose the way that you can fulfill this purpose can change. It can look different in 10 years. It can look different in 15 years. The way that you fulfill this may change. But you're still called to this. You will always remain in this. You will always remain in loving the Father, to be loved by Him and loving others. All right? So, can I get somebody on the keys? We'll just end it softly. All right? As somebody's playing the keys, I want us to reflect on this real quick. I want us to reflect, Lord, am I fulfilling my purpose right now? Am I willing to fulfill my purpose in school? Are you willing to step into destiny and see your life change and radically change by the Father because you're willing to go the distance for Him? You're willing to be loved by Him. You're willing to love Him back, and you're willing to love others. So all Eyes closed. No more talking. Let's just reflect. Lord, what are you calling me to? Let's ask this question. Lord, how can I love others in the coming months at school? building who are willing to go the distance and are willing to fulfill this purpose. And their heart's desire is to hear the words, well done, faithful servant. Their heart's desire is to see this fulfilled. Ask the question, are you willing to fulfill your purpose? You were placed on earth for this reason. The way you may fulfill your purpose will look different throughout your life, but your purpose will remain the same. A couple months ago, we said yes. We said yes to Jesus. Are you willing to say yes to your purpose?
just reflect. Don't be talking to your neighbor. Ask these questions in your mind. Some of you may have not accepted your purpose. And you wonder why your life is in chaos because you were designed and created for this and trying to fill other things in place for what your purpose is just creates more chaos. But I think when you step into destiny, you step into what the Lord has designed and created you for, peace comes as well. I just want you guys to think and ponder on this. So let me pray. Jesus, I thank you that you first loved us. You first loved me. Before even I was a thought of this world, you loved me to the extreme. You went to the, you went to the extreme for me. And I'm just so thankful for that love that you lavish upon me. There is no greater love. Father, I thank you. You're calling out destiny in this group that I'm surrounded by world changers. I'm surrounded by people who are willing to go the distance and willing to proclaim the message that you've placed on our hearts. I thank you I'm surrounded by people who bring hope into the darkest places. I thank you that you've called every single one of us and you have a purpose for us. And I pray that we keep it simple. Jesus, I bless these students. pray that they would have revelation of your son Jesus as they go to sleep tonight and have dreams. I pray that they had visions throughout the week. I pray that you continue to tug at their heart, tug on what they're created for. That you would be that small whisper, that small voice that is calling us into greatness. I bless them in Jesus' name. Amen.